Let's start out in the book of Hebrews, the third chapter. Um, I believe, we, last Sunday we were talking about the spirit of faith. Anybody here last Sunday? Yes. Anybody here have the spirit of faith? Yes. The spirit of faith is, uh, you know, mentioned in 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. If it says we have it, we have it. Let's say we have it. Yes. And uh, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. Yes. We also believe and therefore speak. Now this is going to be some, I believe we're going to be on a series for a while on the subject of faith. Because you can't ever get away from faith. We live by it. How are you going to live, how are you going to uh, live by it and get away from it? You, you just can't get away from it. Uh, we live by it. It pleases God. And uh, we know those verses. So many things the Bible says about faith. So, but Hebrews chapter number 3, I want you to notice, let's just start reading in verse number 11. No, 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 no. Uh, let's go back to verse 7. Hebrews 3, verse 7. This is, uh, we're going to read down through here a little bit and uh, see uh, one of the greatest, the Bible points back to the story of Israel at Kadesh Barnea over and over again in many ways, many times, uh, back to that story as an example of what not to do. We have examples in the Bible of what to do. We have examples of what not to do. This is an example of what not to do, and the Bible actually warns us quite, quite sternly about it. Not, not you know, because, well, he just, he just lets us know ahead of time how displeasing it is to yes, him. Yes, um, so we're going to read this in the, uh, the, the New Testament's commentary on that situation, that experience, that happening in the uh, 13th and 14th chapter of Numbers, where they were... So they went in to spy the land. Twelve spies came back. Ten came back with an evil report. Two came back with a good report. And the two with the, uh, excuse me, the ten with the evil report said, we can't. There's giants in the land, walled cities, iron chariots. We can't do it. How many of you know that uh, when you say you can't do it, that means you're in yourself you can't do it. But how many of you know we're not looking to ourselves to do what we can do by faith? So they, uh, they complained, they got up a rebellion against leadership, they uh, said we can't, and they cried, and they boohooed, and had a pity party, and I'll tell you, God was, was not pleased at all. So we read that, uh, we read the, uh, you know, New Testament commentary on it here, let's start in verse number 7 of chapter 3, Hebrews 3 verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. He's referring back to that day whenever they, back in Numbers where I just referred, back whenever they said we can't go in and take the land. God had said, I have given you the land, go in and possess it. God has said some things to us, and we need to read this story and apply it to us, making sure we're not in the same example of unbelief, but that we're walking by faith in what he said is ours. What has he given to you? That's what the epistles are full of. All that God has done for us, all that we have in Christ, that's all in the epistles, and we need to not be in unbelief about it. As the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice. So what does that mean? That means God's still speaking just like he did in the Old Testament. Today. Say it out loud today. If you will hear his voice. And so that means God's still talking today. He's talking through his written word. 
And he's also talking by his spirit to man. I remember one of the visions Brother Hagin had. Jesus spoke to him and he said, you were unfaithful in this particular phase of your ministry. And here's the reason why. Because you didn't believe that it was my spirit that had spoken to you whenever I had told you how to minister to the sick. You didn't believe because nobody else was doing it that way in that day and God told him to do it. But he didn't believe that God had, that that was the spirit that had talked to him. And he said, so you were unfaithful in that phase of ministry. And then Jesus said this, he said, faith believes my word, whether it is the written word of God or it is my spirit that has spoken unto man. Amen. 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 Now, what God says to you is not on the level of the written word. And number two, it'll never counter, contradict the written word. But yet there are some specifics that you're going to have to receive and hear from God on in your own time of prayer. Yes. And whenever God does speak to you about some specifics, like how did I know to come here and pastor? Right. You know, how do I know what to do in ministry? How do I? Well, God, you, you get those things in your prayer life. God, the Bible doesn't cover a lot of those specifics. Thank God, though, God has given us a means to uh, get the specifics in order to mix our faith with them, just like we mix our faith with the Word. Now, it never contradicts the Word. It's in line with the tenor. Anything God speaks to our spirits, it's in line with the tenor of the Word. You know what I mean by the tenor? It's in line with God's character. You know, God won't tell you, okay, so you've been praying to me for money. Go down there and rob that bank. That's not in line with the Word. (laughs) Just thought I'd throw some humor in there. But um, so that, that's God's still speaking today. He does speak through his word. How many of you know this has got his voice in it? The word of God has his voice in it. And so uh, the if here, notice today, if you hear his voice, the if is not if he speaks. The if is if you hear. Amen. God can speak and man doesn't hear it. Because they're looking for him to speak in a realm that he's not speaking in. He talks to our hearts. He speaks to our hearts. Amen. So what's he speaking? He's speaking something to mix your faith with. He said, if you hear his voice, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So when you hear him speak, he's speaking faith words. He's going to say something to you to mix your faith with it. That's what his word is for. It's to bring faith. It's to build faith. It's to give you faith. You can't have faith without hearing. You can't. Faith is not us pulling something out of the air and deciding to believe for it. We didn't pull Lee's summit out of the air to just believe for that. God spoke to me. I was actually not even, I didn't even, wasn't praying along that line. But he said, there's a further plan for you here in, in this city. Yes, praise God. Well, that was a, that was a, it wasn't a witness. It was, it was a voice. Yes. Not audible, but you know what I'm talking about. I wasn't even expecting him to say that. In fact, it kind of, it was kind of along a different line than what I, I was, I was just making some confessions of faith about not being filled with the knowledge of his will. Thank you, Father, for filling me with the knowledge of his will. And I was generally, based on Colossians 1, believe in the word of God and say in the word of God. And, but then he gave me some specifics and, and see, but I didn't just pull that out of the air. I heard that. Without hearing that, we'd have no faith to do it. That's right. But that's just an example. You can use that principle in your life. Luke chapter number 8 talks about Jesus in verse number 22, I believe it is. He said, let us go over to the other side. 
And the Bible says after that, and they launched forth. Notice they didn't just launch forth. They launched forth based on the direction that he gave. What Jesus said. Don't be just pulling things out of the air and saying, I'm going to believe God for this. What does the Spirit witness with you about? Amen. How does the Spirit witness for you to to go about certain things? So um, he said, today, if you will hear his voice, hearing is is the source of faith. Harden not your hearts. So he's speaking faith words. Amen. His voice is the voice of faith. The ministry that you are sitting under is a voice of faith in the earth. Praise God. It's the word of faith which we preach. Remember the Bible said that. Paul said we preach the word of faith. Well, we're preaching the word of faith. We preach the word of redemption, the word of in Christ realities, and that is the grace side. But you see as we go on here that it's not enough to have God supply something. We must mix our faith with it. So we got to preach grace and faith. Now, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter number 3, I won't go there, excuse me, but uh, 1 Timothy 1, verses 3 and 4, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, thou mightest charge some that teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So there are things that minister questions rather than faith, Right? Make sure, remember Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Make sure you're hearing things that minister faith, not cause you to have a head full of questions. He mentioned genealogies here. They go back into the genealogy, the natural genealogy of Jesus, try to figure out, well, was he really the Messiah? Uh, that, that's, uh, that's, he's saying uh, the word of God is what tells you he's the Messiah, not a genealogy. And notice he said, the questions of the head are endless. Yes, yes. Come on. Do you see that? Notice, notice that that verse said there again. Uh, he said, minister. He's talking to ministers. Make sure and uh, give heed to ministers to give heed to, not to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions. I like to say endless questions. Endless genealogies keep, keep, the, keep the questions coming. There are things that you can listen to online that will keep the questions coming. And anytime you have not yet settled something and you still have questions, there's still doubt there. Yeah, but what about? Yeah, but what abouts are doubts. You got to meditate on the word that builds faith and tune everything else out to really have a faith that works. Now, the questions that Israel had at Kadesh Barnea was, how can we do this? It's impossible. We see the giants. There's no way. I mean, their their question is, how are we going to do that? Because they didn't settle that by turning away from the questions of the head and going back to what God said. Said, what did he say? I have given you the land. Go possess it. Because they had their focus on something other than what God said, they still had questions. And when questions of the head are dominating you, you're not in faith. Now, you might have some faith in your heart, but you're not in faith. Does anybody have a car? Okay, anybody else have a car? Oh, I'm I'm comforted by that. Um, But there's a difference between you having a car and being in your car. You can't go somewhere without being in it. And you can have faith, but not be in it. If you really want to get into what God has provided for you, get in faith. How do you get in faith? It's a matter of believing and speaking. 
So there are many voices in the world. You ever read that verse? And they all are communicating some message. Which one are you listening to? Are you listening to the voice of faith? Are you listening to the voice of opinions, doubts, other people's thoughts, uh, hearsay, uh, the way we've got it figured out? But he said, uh, there are many voices in the world. Jesus said, uh, my sheep know my voice and the voice of strangers they won't follow. He didn't say you won't hear another voice. Every time you step out to walk by faith, you're going to hear another voice. Because as soon as God starts talking, the devil starts talking. Eve proved that. God said, this is all, you can eat all the trees of the garden, but this is the tree of knowledge you're going to eat, don't eat of that fruit. As soon as God said that and walked out of the garden, Satan came and he started talking. That's the way Satan is. When God talks, Satan comes to talk. Why? He's trying to rob you of your faith. He's a thief. And the first thing he's after is not all their stuff. It's your faith. Ah, I I get my helpers showing up this morning. He's after your faith. Bible said, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. So we're going to talk about some of this this morning. So there's many voices in the world. And uh, the question is not uh, that you won't hear other voices. The question is, which one are you listening to? Which one is your attention on? Amen. I just sense there's some people need to go on on an internet fast. On a preacher fast. Well, I thought, I thought the preachers are supposed to be listening. Well, it's your company. Remember what Pastor Nancy was preaching in camp meeting? Yes. Well, is it the voice that God sets you under? Just because it's available online doesn't mean it's a divine connection. Or it's a voice that has, that's to speak into your life. I'm not preaching against other preachers. There's many good preachers. But I'm just simply saying have some discernment of whether that's the divine connection because God's connections build your faith the, the best and the quickest. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the only one. You know what I'm talking about? If somebody's connected somewhere else, they need to be there because that's where they're going to get built in faith the best and the quickest. You know, don't make me say something I didn't say. Everybody understands what we're saying, right? So, um, but then we see here in Hebrews 3, 7, today, if you will hear his voice. It's, it's right uh, today. Everybody say today. Is right now any, ever any other time than today? Huh? <laughs> Some of you are thinking, uh, no. Right now is today. So he's saying, when you hear his voice, notice he goes on to say, don't harden your heart. But believe, if you go on and he's, he's going to say, believe. So when should you believe the word? When should you accept what he said? When should you agree with it? When should you say yes? In other words, don't delay in agreement. Don't delay in saying, yes, Lord, I receive that. In fact, it helps me to just say that right out loud sometimes. It just helps me, helps me to uh, keep me in the realm of awareness that I heard from God. To say that. Once you, now, I'm not talking about the thoughts of your head. I'm talking about something coming up out of your spirit. Uh, you know, we're talking about the Word of God. Once you, once you meditate on the Word of God, you'll, you'll get things that will come alive to you in the Word. And when they come alive, you go, oh, Lord, I see that. You're talking to me. It's good to say things like that. 
and say something like, I received that. I see my answer. I got my answer. And, and maybe write down the answer and say, the Lord just showed me something. I could talk to you about, uh, there's some things I've been wanting to say. I don't know if you remember, but, oh, uh, I guess uh, a month ago or maybe even longer than that, I said, there's an aircraft we're really moving towards. But uh, we, never did, we never did pursue it any further because it's something the Lord said. And I, I never told the congregation about it. And I'm thinking, I got to tell the congregation about it because I was standing in front of the sink. And we, were about to, we were about to send the contract over. And I'm standing in front of the sink, just finishing my breakfast. We're washing out my bowl. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm dipping. I'm saying, Lord, is there anything before we do this? Is there anything you need to put in my heart that I need? He said, you're trying to harvest the blade rather than the ear. Well, when I heard that, I realized, okay, this isn't the one. Well, so how can you have faith without hearing? So when I heard that, I said right out loud, I see it, I see it, I see it. And I could, I could preach a whole sermon on that. In fact, sometimes I will. Sometime I'll get to that. There's so many, too, too many things coming to get it all out at one. Let's have a service every day. What do you say? <laughs> uh, some grunts, some amens, but anyway. So um, notice Today, if you hear his voice, is right now any ever any other time than today? Is it ever, is right now ever tomorrow? No. So when is the time that you're to agree with what you hear in faith? Right now. Right now. Praise God. So read it that way. When you hear his voice, agree and say yes immediately. Not do what Israel did and harden their hearts and say we can't. I'm getting somewhere with this. Hallelujah. Agreeing with it and saying it is different than understanding it. Now, you remember over in uh, Job 22, 28, if you want to turn there, I'll get to, uh, I'll just read this here. Job 22, 28, thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy way. Praise God. Notice, he didn't say, you shall understand a thing. When God speaks to you, you might not understand everything he's saying. Amen. Like, for example, you're, you're trying to harvest the blade rather than the ear. Well, I had a general knowledge of that verse, you know. That's a, that's a verse in Mark's gospel. It's actually another gospel. But Jesus is talking about first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And I know that's talking about progression to harvest. Off of seed sown, whether it's the word of God or whether it's a seed financially or whatever the seed is, but, uh, or a planting of your faith, believe in God for something. As you begin to believe God for something based on his word, what he's told you, then, then God begins, the, the, the power of God goes to work on yes. that. Yes. Amen. Amen. And when the power of God goes to work, it's working it out. It's working it out, especially as you keep your faith active. Yes. You keep on saying, thank you, Lord. The angels are working. We believe we've received our aircraft. The angels are working, bringing it in. And as you do that, the power of God goes to working on it. But it's like it, it, it develops progressively. It doesn't all happen all at once. Very, very seldom do I pray and I turn around and, and two seconds later, there it is. Right? It, it starts working that very moment. But it takes, it's a process of that power working that out. And then, so he's talking about a blade, then the ear, and, uh, and there's a progression there. And there's a, there's a, uh, and, I, and I, I knew generally what he was talking about. You're trying to harvest the blade, but not the ear. But, but specifics, I didn't fully understand. Except on this trip, he starts giving me some specifics. And I can't get into all that or we'll miss what God has for us today. And we'll get into that later. So, um, but uh, he said here, uh, 
in Hebrews again, this, this verse, we're going to get, get to this. And then Job 22, 28, the, uh, he said, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. You, he'll say something for you to say and you might not understand it all. That's the way faith is. It goes not knowing everything. I'm talking about your head. You have peace about it in your heart because you heard from God. You're assured about it in your heart, but your head doesn't have all the answers. Your head doesn't fully understand how on earth is that ever going to come to pass. But see, that's not your department. I said, that's not your, that's not your uh, responsibility bringing it to pass. God's the doer of it. You're just opening the door to God to do what he's doing by mixing your faith with what he said and decreeing it. That's how you mix faith, right? Here's the mixer. Turn to your neighbor and say, you see that right there? That's your mixer. Yeah, that's how you mix faith with the word. When God speaks or you read the Bible and you see something in the word, you begin to say what he said. Yes, amen. And that's your mixer, your tongue's your mixer. And when you mix faith with that, that's decreeing a thing. And he said here in Job twenty-two twenty-eight, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Notice that. In other words, it will come to pass. Decreeing it. Now, notice he didn't say, you'll understand everything you're saying, or you'll understand all the whys and hows and, and through whom's and, and where money's going to come from and, 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 and so forth and so on. You might not have a clue about how that's all going to happen. But see, get used to that. Boy, if I could just help you on that this morning. I think that's where God wants to emphasize this morning. Just get used to going, not knowing. You have enough to take a step when God speaks to you. But you don't know everything that's getting ready to happen or how it's going to happen. Hebrews 11.8. Go over there. Hebrews 11.8. This is the... This is our father in the faith, Abraham. God talking about our father in the faith. By faith, Abraham. Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place or a land which he should after receive for an inheritance. So he was in it for a while without owning it. He was called to go out into land which he should after receive for an inheritance. He obeyed. And he, and he, he obeyed. Say he obeyed. obeyed. See, put that together. By faith, he obeyed. By faith, he obeyed. By faith, he, obeyed. he didn't understand everything, but he went by faith. Yes, yes. Now, why didn't, notice he said he obeyed, and he went out not knowing where he was going. What? He didn't know where to go. No, he went not knowing. That's what you got to learn to do. Go not having, not being able to figure out everything. How it's all going to happen. That's one of the great characteristics of faith. You believe something that God said when you don't even know how it's all going to come to pass. <clears throat> Amen. Now, I'm not talking about just being foolish and say, well, I'm going to just write a check. I know I don't have the money in the bank, but I'm going to just do that. And I'm, I don't know how it's going to come, but I'm just going to write a hot check. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. Should we work with that? Should we pastor a little bit? I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on that. But you understand there's a difference between faith and foolishness. God didn't tell you to write a hot check. Amen. 
Okay, we'll just pass that on by. Um, so Matthew, excuse me, uh, let's see, where are we at? Job twenty two twenty eight. thou shalt decree a thing. He didn't say you'll understand a thing. Right. Now, why did Israel get into unbelief? Yeah. Why did Israel get into unbelief? You want to answer that question? They held their, what God said in their mind and they couldn't figure out how. How are we going to take that land when they're, they got giants in their walled cities and iron chariots? Their mind did not understand how. Amen? Their mind, say their mind, didn't understand. They, they were to decree what God said without understanding, but they stayed in the realm of the figuring things out. They stayed in the realm of their head, how? Amen. Amen. And that's why they got into unbelief, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we're going to read about here in Hebrews if we can keep on reading in a minute, but we just got to work with this a bit. They, they had questions. Now, Jesus addressed this in Matthew chapter number six, this issue of walking by faith, trusting God when, when questions come. Satan will bring questions. Matthew six, you remember Jesus said, Talking about uh, take no thought for the morrow, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, so forth and so on. Um, life's more meat in the body than raiment, so forth and so on. And he, he, he had, went through that discourse for a while. And then he got over to, let's see if I can find this verse real quick. He got over to uh, verse number 31. Therefore, Matthew 6, 31, take no thought saying. Take no thought saying. Okay, so be guarded about what thoughts you're taking. Take no thought saying, what shall we eat? That's a question, isn't it? Doesn't it have a question mark at the end? If you're looking at your Bible, it's got a question mark at the end. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? That's a question. Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? So take no thought from questions about how. Or where's it going to come from? Where are we going to get the money? Come on. Come on. Take no question. If God spoke to you to do something... The devil is going to bring a lot of questions to your head. Living in that realm of questions is going to hold you in the realm of doubt and unbelief. You're not called to answer all those questions. Faith doesn't have to have all those answers. Listen to me. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. (laughs) You can just talk out of your heart. What God said without trying to answer all the devil's questions and make faith work for you. This is how you walk by faith, friends. This is how God gets done what he wants to do in your life. Let's go back to Hebrews. We'll get back to Matthew in a bit. Go back to Hebrews chapter number 7. Wherefore today if you hear his voice, the Holy Ghost saith today if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation of the day of temptation in the wilderness. That's whenever they got an unbelief in uh, uh, Joshua 13, 14. Then verse 9. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. Say they tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. Well, now think about this. Tempted me and proved me. Tempted me means they put me to the test to see if I would deal with them like to see if God would. They put God to the test to see if he would deal with them like they needed to be dealt with. You ever had your children test you to see if you were going to be the parent? Uh 
Okay, over here. Anybody ever had your child test you to see whether you're going to, see if you're going to come up to who you really are. Or if you're going to let things slide. That's what they did to God. Let's see. Let's see if he'll deal with this like he really needs to do as the daddy. God showed them he's up to do, he's up to dealing with things like he really needs to deal with them. Now, you got to understand the context here. To understand this correctly, because that could sound real hard and make people don't understand it. So I got to bring a little clarification to it. Notice it says, let's keep on reading verse number nine. Uh, where, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. Wherefore, verse 10, I was grieved with that generation, said they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Not known my ways. Look at that. Not known my ways. Faith is his way. Do you get that? That's referring to their faith or their lack of faith. They didn't realize, they didn't know yet how he does things. He does things in our lives through our faith. Amen. He does things. We, our faith doesn't do it. He does things in our lives through our faith. Isn't that right? He does it through our faith. Remember, by grace, through faith. Your faith doesn't save you. Grace saved you. Faith just gave him a pipeline to get that salvation to you. I'm preaching good this morning. So it's by grace through faith. So the way they, they do always err in their heart, yeah. notice verse 10, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Yes. Faith is the way God does what he wants to do in your life. Yes. Faith is the way he supplies your needs. Faith is the way he yeah. takes care of your family. Faith is the way he takes care of your, your body. Faith is the way you stay alive and finish your course. Faith is the way you keep obeying. You keep obeying. Whenever you don't feel like obeying, your flesh doesn't want to obey. Faith is the way you keep doing it. Faith is the way you keep doing it. Faith is the way you keep doing it. I don't feel like getting up and going to church. Faith is the way you get up and you go to church. Woo, glory. It's the way God does what he does. They have not known my ways. So that's what he's uh, telling us. Faith. No, no, let's get something else out of verse 10. I'm getting so much out of this. Notice they do always err in their hearts, their heart, and they have not known my ways. Say that word err. There is an evil spirit always trying to get the church into error about the message of faith. Always trying to put them back into sovereignty. It's a spirit of error. God doesn't do things sovereignly as he does it because he does it by faith. That's how he does what he does. So faith is huge. Faith is our part. Faith is our responsibility. It gives, it opens the door for God to do what he wants to do. You know, if, you, if, the, if your plumbing is leaking and you call a plumber and, uh, and, and, and he shows up at your house, but you won't open the door, he cannot fix your plumbing. That's what, that's like you calling on God. See, calling the plumbers like prayer. People call on God, God, help me, God, help me. And he's, he shows up on the front porch of their, their life with all the help they need, and yet they don't open the door. What is open the door? Faith is open. Faith, faith is how you open the door. Faith is the way God gets into your life. It's the way he's able to do what he wants to do. Praise the Lord. God does what he does in your life through the open door of faith. 
It's important that we go to a church that preaches the message of faith. Because otherwise, we'll find ourselves waiting on God to do things that he's waiting on faith to give him an open door. To open the door. Amen. Um, Grace and faith work together. Grace, the work, what, what God did in Christ, everything God did for you in Christ is in the realm of grace. Grace brought everything God did for you to the, to up to the very front porch of your life. It just needs you to open the door. I said, just needs you to open the door. Praise the Lord. That's what faith is all about. People say, I don't know why I've never really preached much on faith. You haven't hardly preached the Bible then. Amen. We're going we're gonna to stay with the grace and faith. Both sides are needed to be preached. Praise God. So God goes where the door's open to him. Somebody said, I don't know why God, I don't know why God helps other people but doesn't help me. Well, that confession right there closed the door on him. Amen. I'm favored. I'm blessed. Doors are open for me. All my needs are met. I hear from God. People say, I just never hear from God. That right there could close the door on him. That confession closed the door on him. Don't say, I don't hear from God. Say, I am his sheep and I know his voice. His spirit bears witness. I have an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. Your head will pipe up and say, you do not. And you say, shut up. I'm not talking out of my head. I'm talking out of my heart. It's just a faith walk. Life, is a, life in God is a faith walk. So uh, the open door of faith has to be understood. We're not, when, when, when we talk about faith, see, we've been accused sometimes. People have said thing, things like this. They say, well, when you preach faith, you're putting a heavy burden on people. Or you're, you're, that's a works program. I've heard people say, these extreme grace preachers, that's a works program. Faith is a works program. No, it's not a works program. We're not earning anything. We're responding to what God has said. Amen. Tell your neighbor we're responding to what God has said. We're just cooperating with God. Amen. It, gives, it, it opens the door to God. You realize that although you're saved and you're God's child, that you're still a free moral agent? You still have a will? And you can still choose to yield to God or the devil? You realize, you realize if the devil comes to your mind with a thought that you don't have to yield to that thought? If he comes to your life with sickness and disease, you don't have to give place to that sickness and disease? Why? Because you're a free moral agent and you can yield to him or not yield to him. Same thing with God. You're a free moral agent and although you're God's child, he still doesn't force anything on you. He waits for the door to be opened. The book of Revelation says, Jesus said to one church, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens. We read that sometimes talk about, well, that's talking to sinners. Well, it's certainly true about sinners, but he's talking to the church. Yeah, he's talking to the church. You know, some churches, they opened the door to Jesus as Savior, but they slammed it shut to him as healer. And he's standing there knocking. He wants to come in as healer. Amen. Amen. I want the door. I want the door open to him in every area of my life. Praise the Lord. You ever read that verse? He encircles the righteous with favor as a shield. You know what a circle is? No matter which direction you look, there it is. 
Your life encircled with favor means no matter which direction you look, there's the favor of God. I can look down in the realm of my ministry, there's the favor of God. I can look in the realm of my finances, I can look in the realm of my marriage, I can look in the realm of my fellowship with my divine connections, wherever I'm looking. Oh, look at there in my body, I've been healed of sickness and disease, there's the favor of God. Everywhere I look, I see the favor of God. <laughs> Glory. Praise God. So, keep your mouth right about every one of those things. Keep your faith active in every one of those things. Sometimes people open the door in one area and not another area. <clears throat> so, um, praise God. Did you get a hold of that? Remember, uh, let's go back here to uh, where we were. Let's go back to the book of uh, Job again. So, um, Job said, you'll decree a thing and it'll be established unto you. He didn't say understand a thing. You don't have to wait to understand it before you begin to say it. Are you getting anything? Now, God, the, the children of Israel wouldn't say what God said, that it was theirs. They sided in with the ten spies that said, we can't. Remember? God said, it's yours, go in and possess it. They said, it's not ours, it's theirs, and we can't take it. So they said something other. Do you know the word uh, confess means to say the same thing as? So when God says something, you say that. Yeah, but I don't understand it. Well, he didn't say you'll understand the thing and it'll be established. He said you'll decree it and it'll be established unto you. Then notice what he went on to say. And then the light shall shine on thy way. Notice that. The light shall shine on thy way. In other words, when you say it, then you'll get light of how to do it. Well, I just don't understand. I can't do something I don't know how to do. Well, say what God said, and the light will come to show you how to do what God said. Amen? You, you're, you're holding, by, by not understanding what to do, by, by waiting to decree a thing until you understand of how to do it all. What you're doing is you're sort of putting the cart before the horse. And the cart's up there blocking the horse. <laughs> Amen? You could laugh at my jokes. I mean, make me feel good on my anniversary, all right? <laughs> Having fun at your expense. But, but so, that, that's, you're, you're sort of waiting for God to do something before you take a step of faith. He did something when he spoke to you. It's your move now. So when he spoke, you say what he said. And your head will go, but I don't get that. That's exactly what Israel did and stayed in unbelief. They held in their mind, they, they held to what their minds could not figure out before they would go and say what God said and act on what God said. The light comes as you go and you begin to decree and begin to act. Amen. Don't wait to understand before you begin to decree it. You can talk out of your faith in your heart all while your mind doesn't understand. <laughs> you can say what your mind doesn't understand. You can say what God said because what God said is true. If he said, I've given you the land like he did them here. He said, uh, and, and you go possess it. That's their land. Praise the Lord. And they could go and possess it. Now, Hebrews 11, 8, Abraham went out not knowing. Like we, we were quoting that. Remember that? Yeah. that? That means in his mind. He didn't know. Yeah. 
So you can talk your, um, your faith when you don't know. But as he, as he went, he got more light. Yeah. You, read, you read his story, and as he went, and as he got into the land, and he built an altar, God talked to him. Yes. And God kept talking more, and he kept talking more, and he kept talking more. Eventually, the picture began to be clearer, but it didn't come clearer back here at the first day God said it. God spoke back here. Well, I can't take any steps. I don't know what that means. Here's the first step. Begin to say what he said. Begin to say what he said. But what that does is it gets you taking steps. And the, the, the further revelation comes as you take the steps. That's the way God is. He's a faith God. Hallelujah. So we, he went in faith not knowing, but he got more light whenever he, whenever he went. Um, that's, that, what do you mean more light? The questions you have in your mind, like Jesus said, where, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to, that's what I'm doing right now with, with Kansas City. People say, how are you going to do that? I I just say, that's how I'm going to do it. And I keep getting more light. Got more light on this trip. Got some pieces, some nuggets. But I wouldn't have got that if he just said it back there May of 2021. And he said, there's a further plan for, oh, oh, I'm just waiting on God. No, I began to say, there's a further plan. For the, there's a further plan. There's a further plan. And my antenna went up. There's a further plan. And so I began to say, there's a further plan. As I began to walk toward it, light came. Go down to the city. Take a team. Go pray. Get a house. Rent the house. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get down there, shaka bagadaya, more light comes. Okay, we'll walk in the light of that. Okay, shaka. Okay, there's more light. Go, let's go do that. Can you see why things don't progress in people's lives? So, um, Hebrews 11, 11, verse 8 says, Abraham went not knowing. All the hows, all the where's the money going to come from, all that begins to be revealed as you take the steps. And the first step is begin to decree. Amen. Things that are screaming at you saying not to go forward into what was in your heart because your mind can't figure them out won't be able to stop you if you'll walk by faith. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Because Job 22, 21 or 22, 28 says the light shall shine on thy way. That means all the knowledge of how to do it isn't back there in when he, where he first spoke. The knowledge is as you decree it, as you begin to act on it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So many times people have decreed the problem and it got established. And they don't see how to get out of their problem because they keep saying their problem. The light doesn't come to how to get out of your problem by continuing to decree the problem. You decree what God said. This is what God said. He said, by his stripes I'm healed. Yeah, but the doctor said there's no way. He said, by his stripes I'm healed. Yeah, but, yeah, but he said. See, all those are questions. All those are questions. How? The doctor said they don't have any medications. I've had people come to me and they've said things like this. Um, We were standing in faith, believing God that we were healed. And the doctors said there was no hope. And we were so, then we got discouraged. But then the doctor said they had a new medication and we were so relieved. Their faith wasn't in God. You should, the word should relieve you. Amen. What God said should make you go, ah. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Yes. Psalm 36, 9. In thy light shall we see light. Yes. Say it out loud. In thy light shall we see light. Yes. Praise the Lord. You're decreeing. In your decreeing is your seeing. Amen. What does that mean? You'll see how to get into it. Anybody interested in what I'm preaching this morning? You'll see how to get into it. If you have a business in your heart, that just seems to keep coming to me. If you have a business in your heart and you've been sitting for years, now you can see here this morning how to get some more light. Yes, sir. Begin to decree it. And when you get a prompting, start going that direction. Are you still there? Now, this is especially true. Remember, he said, in thy light shall we see light. It's especially true as you decree that the light comes. As you decree it, light will show up and give you more direction. And so the darkness in your mind, the darkness is in your mind. The light comes to your spirit. Amen. Remember the psalmist said, thou would light my candle, O Lord. There will be, as you decree what God said, and say it rather than say, we can't figure out how we're ever going to do that. You'll decree what the Word says, and the light, will, you'll get a prompting. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's while I'm saying, some, yeah. Yeah. saying the right things. And so, continuing to speak out of your mind whenever the light comes about what you, uh, to, when the light comes, to continue to speak out of your mind will put the light out. And darkness will come back again. So if you continue to speak what came to your spirit, more light will come. Because you're holding yourself in the arena of light and more light will become because that's faith. When you're holding yourself in the arena of light, you're holding yourself in the arena of what God said or the prompting that came up in your spirit, then you're holding yourself in faith. Praise the Lord. Light comes to faith, not to unbelief. (laughs) amen you have to use your faith for revelation that's what Romans 1 uh, verse number 17 says the Bible says through faith we understand in Hebrews chapter number 11 but then in Romans 1 17 it says therein in the word is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith God reveals things in our lives from faith to faith what are you saying What are you saying about, you know, you got that business in your heart? What do you say? If God spoke something to you, you say, in the name of Jesus, I'm believing you, Father, I have that business. Thank you, Lord. Take some time. Walk around your house or your living room. Thank you for for it, Father. And you'll be doing that and you'll get call this person or or look, research this on the internet or find out about this industry and and do some research about how to get a business license. Uh, uh, You know, you'll get some light. Amen. Amen. You ever heard somebody say that God can't steer a parked car? <laughs> That's what we're talking about this morning. Hallelujah. God can work out beyond your ability of your mind to understand. So don't limit yourself to your understanding. Thank you, Jesus. So let's wrap this up in Matthew 6. Jesus addressed this. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? He's talking about questions. They're doubtful questions. Satan is the master of bringing questions to your mind to hold you in the realm of what you don't know rather than speaking out of your heart about what you do know. 
He's a master at that. But Jesus is talking about that here. They're all designed to bring doubt. He'll bombard your mind with questions uh, in his attempt to get you to entertain them in the mind and draw you away from speaking God's answer. Amen. Amen. They come, these thoughts I'm talking about, they come to get you into worry and draw you away from faith. He's trying to draw you away from saying it. My God, you know the first thing that goes in people's lives is their saying? Actually, let me get more specific. Bold saying. That's the first thing that goes. Well, I believe it, but I'm just going to wait before I say anything too loud and bold publicly. You know, let's just see how this all works out. See if this really does work. And afterwards, I'll say, I knew, I knew God would be faithful. You lying thing, you. Thoughts come to get you to draw you away from faith and especially saying it. Amen. Because why does he want you not to believe it and say it? Because that's the way God brings it to pass. That's his way. That's his way. They do always err in their heart, not knowing my ways. My ways, my ways, my ways, my ways. This is the way God does what he does. This is the way God does what he does. This is the way God does what he does. This is the way God does what he does. Amen. If you could hear heaven this morning, they say, that's the way we roll. And I'm here to tell you, agree with God. That's the way we roll. We roll with heaven. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just in there with heaven. Faith is the language of heaven. Faith will call you things that you be not as though they were. God will come on the scene like he did to Gideon. He's hiding from the Midianites. Hail, thou mighty man of valor. A man hiding from the enemies, a mighty man. That's faith. God's talking faith. And God's going to say some things about you. In fact, he has said some things about you. <laughs> Rather than say, oh, I know me. That can't be true about me. Why don't you just say what he said? Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. And so uh, they, they do err in their heart, not knowing my ways. Israel fell for this trick of the enemy. They got their attention on the giants, the walls, and the iron chariots. And God said they erred in their heart. They didn't know his ways. That's, uh, 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 it took them away from faith, which was the way God was going to get them into Canaan's land. Isn't that right? This is how you mix faith with what you hear. Uh, It's not enough to mix faith with what you hear and then go away and forget it. Keep mixing it. Keep mixing it. You got to keep that moment. You got to keep that dynamo going, so to speak. I don't know if you know what a dynamo is. You got to keep that thing going. And so uh, Hebrews 4.2 goes on. This is the further commentary on this. Hebrews 4.2. We were reading the third chapter. We didn't get through all of it, but we got the highlights there. Chapter 4, verse number 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But unto the, word, the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Say that, mixed with faith. Amen. You need to get the concept that faith must be maintained and continually mixed until you see the desired results. 
Amen. Not just enough to mix it when God speaks. Yes, when God speaks, you, you, you say, I agree. I say that in the name of Jesus. But that's not enough. Keep on mixing it. Say it out loud. Keep on mixing it. Praise God. After you've taken a stand, keep the power of God flowing for your miracle. The Bible says that, uh, that you and I, uh, what, it tells you and I what to do before faith, when God speaks, and then after faith. Before faith, when God speaks, and then after faith, or after, after God speaks. It's important that you not just say, I believe that whenever God said it. How about today? Keep on mixing that. I said, keep on mixing that. Praise the Lord. Many things are either aborted or lost in a counterattack because people stopped what they started out to do in faith. Amen. That's good. You ever heard the Bible talk about cast, away, cast not away your confidence? That's what he's talking about. Okay, let's finish this up. You, you ready to finish this up? Today, if you hear his voice, right? Faith comes by hearing. I, I need to describe something because you can see God's, it mentions, this passage mentions being, God being provoked. It mentions him being grieved. It mentions him being angry. Calls it wrath, his wrath. He's spoken his wrath. They shall not enter into my rest. If you don't understand what's going on here, and you don't understand there's two kinds of unbelief, then you'll get confused. Let me, let me uh, qualify it. There's a verse in 1 Timothy 1.13. You don't have to go there. Just listen to this. Paul was talking about himself. He said he had been a blasphemer and a persecutor. Remember, he was killing Christians. And injurious. But he said, I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Notice that term. Very, 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 very important. Ignorantly in unbelief. I'm wrapping this up. Everybody still with me, right? They did it, excuse me, Paul did it ignorantly in unbelief. There's a kind of unbelief that is based on just lack of knowledge. Uh, Ignorance means doesn't know. People use it today a little differently, but just in the Bible, it means just doesn't, they don't know. They lack knowledge. So that's, there's one kind of unbelief based on lacking knowledge. That's not the kind Israel was in. Amen. From the context of chapter 3, verses 7, 8, 9, 10, God, they had heard God speak. Right? Not only does faith come by hearing, but knowledge of his will comes yes. by hearing. Yes. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. Um, this kind of category of unbelief is actually could be translated disobedience. It's not uh, just doesn't, they don't know. It's that they know full well, but they refuse to believe it. Amen. Are, we, are, you, still, are you still here? This kind of unbelief falls into a different category. When a person knows better, verse 12 says, remember verse 12 here in Hebrews 3, it says, uh, don't fall after the same example of unbelief. And it says, they had an evil heart of unbelief. That's not ignorance. That's not unbelief that's because of ignorance. That's unbelief because they refuse to believe. 
Now then the Bible says in chapter 3, I'm, I'm trying to finish this up here. Chapter 3, verse number 18. Into whom he swear that he, uh, to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. No, notice verse 19. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Amen? Because of unbelief. They could not. Now, why could they not? Because they would not. The only reason they could not is because they would not. God said that to them. He said, you're well able to go up and possess it. Amen. And there's a whole lot of, lot, lot of history back there where God said some things to them. But it wasn't that they couldn't. It's that they wouldn't believe God. Faith is a choice. Yes, it is. Once you've heard from God, you choose, I'm going to hold to that. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to say nothing else. I'm going to believe nothing else. And I'm going to feed that. And I'm going to cast down every imagination that's contrary to that. And I'm going to guard my heart and guard my mind. Anybody's suggestion that says I can't do it, I'm, not, I'm going to say, let God be true and every man a liar. Yes, sir. That's a choice you make. And I'm telling you, God's looking for some of this when he comes. The Bible says, when he comes back, will I find faith on the earth? Yes. Yes. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. He's going to find it right here in me. Yes. Yes. Going to find it at the Spirit of Faith Family Church. Yes. Yes. That's right. I began Amen. to say cedar. That's why I was spirit of faith. <laughs> cedar. I was going to say cedar rapids. <laughs> spirit of faith family church. <laughs> Praise God. So we see they could not because they would not. There was actually a rebellion. It was actually a, an obstinance. It was a, it was a, it was a disagreement. It was, it was a choice they made. It was, it was disobedience. They knew full well what God had said. But they chose to live in the flesh. They chose to let those thoughts dominate them. When Jesus in the New Testament said, don't take those thoughts and say those things. It'll hold you in the realm of unbelief, and that means you don't know my way of doing things. Amen. Did you get anything out of this this morning? Hallelujah. Some people get excited at the hearing of the word, but they don't main faith beyond the initial hearing. Maybe they believe back there, but then questions came, pressures came, the, the devil breathing the hot breath of unbelief down their neck, and they, and they say, well, I guess I really can't, and, and, and they, they let go of what they started out believing. They don't maintain their faith beyond the initial hearing. The Bible says that's one of the kinds of soil in the parable of the sower, right? That's not us. Tell your neighbor, we're not doing that anymore. They once agreed, but they later accepted the devil's, what the devil offered to them. And the Bible says in verse 9, they tempted me. They put me to the test to see if I was up to dealing with them the way they really need to be dealt with. <laughs> Stand with me to your feet. God doesn't choose how your life looks. God doesn't choose how my life looks. I choose that, but whether I choose to believe his word or not. I wish I had a loud amen on that. Amen. Hallelujah. You and I choose the response we get, to God, get, get from God. Um, this doesn't always happen, this, 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 this kind of response from God. It doesn't happen immediately. But God can, and, and we could take some time and look at this in the Word, but I don't have time to. But He can get perturbed. He can say, okay, you keep saying no, I'm going to find somebody else. Yeah. 
And you might think, oh, what a relief. No, you have no idea. What was connected to that, the, the, what was lost in that, in, that, uh, in that response from God, it is not fun. It is not fun. I don't know if I ever told you, but in my process of talking through the Lord, with the Lord about starting the second church, I'm preaching to myself this morning. Did you know that? Thank you for enjoying what I'm learning. <laughs> uh, but there was a day, and just, and just, see, I was in the mind. How? 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 And, and he finally does. Last was Sunday, was it last Sunday? I was talking about unbelief and, and wavering, or I've been preaching on wavering somewhere back there. I preached on wavering. And he really dealt with me. And so I've been preaching to you what he's been talking to me about. You, you've got it all together, but I'm still working on it, you know. <laughs> um, but, but he said, uh, he said, uh, there was a time back there, I don't, I, I'm going to say three, three, four or five months ago, probably more like five months ago. In my prayer time, I was in my reasoning trying to figure it out. And I finally, I said, Lord, that's it. I don't want it. I don't want that assignment. First time I'm telling you this. And something lifted off of me, grace lifted off of me. And I was back to the only the grace that I had before that assignment came. And it scared the living daylights out of me. When I realized how much grace was on me to do it, I got in the, in the carpet and started repenting. <laughs> I said, Lord, forgive me. It just, took a, it just took that lifting off of me for, I don't think it was two minutes. I said, forgive me, forgive me, Lord. I said, I, I said something that grieved your spirit. I said something that was evil in unbelief. And I got in the carpet repenting, and it came back on me. I'm like, whew, thank you, Jesus. Are you still out there? And I was aware in that moment of what would have been lost. I, I don't mean I know all the details. You understand? I don't know all the details. But I was aware in that moment that there was, some, there was something great going to be lost and absent from my life if I went down that path. And I got myself turned around. Amen. Amen. I grieved the spirit. Amen. So I want you to know as a congregation, this is not Pastor Jan, Pastor Debbie saying, well, do we know we're, we're, we're bored with what we're doing. We want to do something else. No, no. <laughs> I'm sharing this so that you can be in faith with us, not entertain wrong thoughts, bring in your supply. Help and bring whatever giftings on the inside of you. Bring in it so we can, we can all go and reach more people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. We're grateful, Father, for your anointing upon us, your grace upon us, your call upon us, what is in our future. We're grateful for your plan. We're grateful for our part in it. Thank you, Father, for the honor of being called. Thank you for the honor of having been given an assignment. Hallelujah. We're grateful, Father God, for the privilege. We know we all have a part. And we all say yes. Not just Pastor Jay and Pastor Debbie. We all say yes. Yes, we agree. We agree. Your will be done. Your will be done. And it will be done. 
Hallelujah. It will all come to pass. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for it in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for each person here. We thank you, Father God, for working in them to will and to do of your good pleasure. Hallelujah. Father God, we fight the good fight of faith together, casting down imaginations together, guarding our hearts and our thoughts together. And we all say the same thing in one accord with one mouth, with one mind agreeing with your plan. We say, yes, Father. Let's say it out loud. Yes, Father. Yes to your will. Yes to your plan. Yes to our part in it. In Jesus' name. As we walk by faith. Say this and mean it from your heart. As I walk by faith, all the understanding will come of my part in it and what I'm to bring. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And it will all come to pass. It will all come to pass. And then say this, it'll be a light and an easy flow. Amen. Why? Because we're not doing it in ourselves. We're doing it with His help. Praise God. I'll tell you what God's going to do. He's going to raise up people in the congregation that had giftings in them. We didn't even realize they're in there. And they're going to step forward and bring a supply. He's going to raise up people down there, have giftings in them. They're going to step forward and bring a supply. Praise the Lord. And we're going to be standing in the full orb of His plan. And we're going to say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Praise the Lord. You got an exhortation or a song or what? Thank you, Father. Me through the anointing, I'm resting in you. I put my trust in you. you. Oh, I lay down my head to rest because the anointing is seeing me through. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I put my trust, I put my faith in you. I rest, lay the thoughts of my mind down. And I look to my spirit where you are talking because the anointing is seeing me through the anointing is seeing me through say it with me The anointing is seeing me through. I lay my head to rest. Thank you, Jesus. Yield to my spirit where faith does rise because the anointing seeing me through one more time the anointing is seeing me through oh lord the 
I'm resting, I'm resting in you. I lay the thoughts of my mind down and I look to my heart where faith does rise because the anointing I said, because the anointing, the anointing does see me through. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Where's Salmon McKinnon? Salmon McKinnon, are you here? Come up here, you guys. Prasakitea, kotoro broskiteish, ekotoria brogadeshi. Braskate baskatoya tokre beshri kite paski bekashukete prakashikia ukashakaye epros osh ish bak etatoya shekiteye. Hallelujah. It's time for the next part that God has for you both. Ha 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 ha. You've been in seemingly sort of in the background hidden, but the Holy Ghost has pointed you out. And He says it's time for you to step up. Time for you to begin to enter into the first part of the ministry God has called you to. And so I call that gifting forth this morning, Father. In the name of Jesus. Impartations. Impartations. Utterances of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So give yourself to the season of prayer, preparation. Even in a greater way, for the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and begin to move you in your own time together and time in His presence and begin to share with you, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. Prepare yourself and separate yourself, for the time is short and the work must be done and all hands must be on deck. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Pekeshikiya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that, Father. Batten down the hatches, be guarded, close the doors, anything that the the Lord is dealing with you to to shut the door on so that the enemy has no place. For in seasons of transition are great seasons of opposition. But you know how to overcome what's at the door. And you've been taught, and now it's time to implement that teaching in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift your hands up. Say, here are my hands, Lord. Use them. Here are my lips, Lord. Use them. Here's my whole life, Father. Use me for your glory. I'll give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.